trust you, Lord, again and again. even when things don't look good, I'll still believe that you're able to Hallelujah. do whatever I need you to do, Lord. Again and again. You got all power, you got all power in your hand, and I'll trust you. Trust in you again and again. Somebody give the Lord some praise in here. If you're willing to trust him. Oh, glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb of God. Let's fix this microphone. Bring it up. I'm, I'm not going to be doing a lot of hollering. Let's bring this microphone up where I won't have to do a lot of projecting. Tell somebody, I'm willing to trust the Lord. I'm willing to trust him. And, and can I tell you, don't bring it up too loud. Just bring it up where I won't have to struggle. I'm willing to trust him. Over and over again. He's proven himself. Anybody got that testimony? The Lord has proven himself to be trustworthy. He's proven himself time and time again. And let me say this and I'm moving on. Your faith cannot be based on a feeling. But you have to know. Sometimes people will say, I know God is with me because I can feel him. Well, what about when you can't feel it? Your faith cannot be based on a feeling because guess what? There are going to be times you feel like he's not even there. And if you ain't been there, keep living. Even Jesus experienced that feeling. When he was hanging there on the cross, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God had not forsaken him. It just felt like that. Let me tell you something, our faith cannot be based on, on how we feel, but we have to know it in our heart. Even if it feels like God is so far away from us, we need to know that he's ever standing so near. 
How do we know he's ever standing so near? Because he gave us a promise. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And he said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I know you might have had a man that told you that, and he gone. You might have had a woman to tell you that, and she gone. Come on, somebody. Some folks got, uh, got, got other folks' name uh, tattooed on their neck, and they ain't even with them. On the elbow, on the forearm, come on here, somebody. But anybody glad that, that the Lord keeps his promising and his word is good? And if he said it, you can count on it. It's so. Whatever he said, you can count on God's word because his word is good. His word said it like this, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. But whatever the Lord has spoken, he will do it. He will perform it in your life. Amen. To God be the praise and the glory. Listen, I want to share with you from the word of God uh, very briefly today. I want to call your attention to the book of 2 Kings um, chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, and we'll begin reading at verse 1, that's 2 Kings chapter 4, and we'll begin reading at verse 1. After you find it, those who can, we ask that you would please stand as we show respect and honor to the word of God being read. That's Second Kings chapter 4, and we will begin reading at verse 1. It reads, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen or slaves. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go and borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. 
Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. You may be seated in God's presence. I want to use for a thought today, I want to talk about God will work it out for you. God will work it out for you. I want to tell you that all of us in this life will find ourselves in situations that we can't do nothing about. Does not matter what the situation may be, but sometimes in this life, all of us as we journey through this life, we will encounter situations that are beyond anything that we can handle by ourselves. Even if you are the one that everybody else in the family go to, can I tell you that there are some things that can happen in all of our lives, amen, that will thrust us in a place where we can do nothing to even help ourselves. My brothers and my sisters, it is a part of life. We will encounter things in this life, amen, that we have no control of. Have I got a witness? My brothers and my sisters, I want, you to t I want to tell you that there are some things that we can seemingly control, but there are others that we cannot. Let me tell you something. Everybody, everybody going to have somebody that don't like you. You can't help that. Y'all talk back to me if you can. You can't, you, you can't help that. And as a matter of fact, I've learned that that, that that sometimes if you're not a person's cup of tea, nothing you do will satisfy them. They just don't like you. Have I got a win? <laughs> Come on, somebody. It's almost like the bully. I don't care how many times you give up your lunch. Say, Mr. Bully, I brought an extra sandwich. Here it is. He ain't going to like you no more. I want you to understand all I'm trying to say. The point that I'm trying to make is that things happen to us and in our lives that we have no control over. But the good news is that even when we find ourselves faced with troubles, trials, and vicissitudes in life. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to know that we are not helpless. 
neither are we hopeless. I heard David said, I will lift up mine eyes. I'm trying to help somebody through your situation right now. I don't care what you have to go through in life. Don't you walk around with your head hung down. Do like David and said, I will lift up mine eyes. David said, I'm going to make a conscious decision. I'm going to look up and I'm going to lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And he said, all of my help cometh from the Lord. Have I got a witness? Anybody know what all means? All means every bit of it. Every bit of Look at somebody and tell them, every bit of my help come from the Lord. I can't even lift my hand without the Lord helping me. I can't even get up out of bed without the Lord helping me. I can't put one foot in front of the other one without the Lord helping me. That's why our songwriter said, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Then he said, oh, bless me now. My Savior, I come to thee. Is it anybody know that, amen, the only reason, amen, we are able to lift our hand and able to walk and able to do anything is because the Lord has blessed us to be able to do it. Don't just take for granted just because you got legs, you're supposed to be able to walk. Hmm? Because some folks got two legs and can't even make one step. Amen. I want you to understand, my brothers and my sisters, that we will find ourselves, just like this widow woman, in situations that are beyond us. And we cannot help ourselves. And then watch this, watch this. Not only could she not help herself, there was nobody else who could help her. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. Now watch this, I want you to understand. Sometimes God will allow us to be put in situations. Watch this, where we can't help ourselves. Neither can no other human being come to our rescue. Do you know why God allows it to happen like that sometimes? Because it gives him an opportunity to step in and show forth his power. And every time he gives us the victory, he always gets the glory. This woman found herself. Watch this. Her troubles continuously increased. Just watch the progression of the text and I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Number one, she was a widow. That was a problem right there. Her husband is dead. And back then, back then, the men were the main providers for the family. My brothers and my sisters, it's not like in this day and time, even back not, not, too, not too, too long ago, you used to have hard-working men and pretty women. Now you got pretty men 
and hard-working women. Have I got a witness? Used to be the woman would be the housekeeper and stay at the house. Now you got some lazy jokers laying at the house all day long. I'm talking about the man now. Woman going out, making the bacon, coming home, frying it. Have I got a witness? Doing everything. But back in this day and time, the men were the main providers. And for a woman to be a widow, that was a problem because, amen, the men, the husbands, they would cover their wives. They would provide for them. They, they would do all that, amen, according to the scripture, they were supposed to do. Now this woman, now watch this. One problem is that she has a dead husband. The second problem is that she was left in debt. Now this is a side note that to become a teaching, teachable moment. Let me tell you something. Everybody, everybody, if you can, Husband and wife, let me tell you something. You need to make sure you got some good insurance. I know this is a side note, but it's teachable. It's right. You need to make sure you got some good insurance. That, that, that. Watch this because if you have two people in the house working, and if you're depending on both incomes... In order to make ends meet and survive and pay the bills, you have to consider, what if I die? And my wife and my children or my husband and my children are depending on the income that I was making. And to not have adequate insurance can be catastrophic for the family. I know it seems like I ain't supposed to be talking about this, but yes, I am. And somebody said, well, how much insurance do I need? Calculate your bills. Calculate your bills. Now, all your bills and then how much is it going to cost for me to be buried? How much would it take to be able to knock out all the bills that I have and for them to have some left over to live out of? See, we don't have these kind of conversations, but they are needful. Because too often times, families end up struggling. Can't hardly make it. Simply because of a lack of preparation. And, and, and let me say this. Some folk look at insurance as a waste. 
Because they tell me, I ain't died. Well, what? But one day it's going to happen. Come, come, come on, somebody. How many know we got to face reality? And I heard some folks say some foolish stuff one time. Tell me, I ain't finna have all that money. They ain't going to be living big off of me. What you talking about? They ain't going to be spending my money. It ain't your money. It ain't. <laughs> can I just teach it? Can I, can I just teach it? it? It needs to be said. Because I've known people, my brothers and sisters, and I'm not talking about anybody in here, but I'm just talking about just past experiences. I've seen people, amen, they were dressed. Oh, spend all kind of money on dressing and, 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 and cars and rims and, and everything else. And then when they die, they got to pass the bucket around. Because they didn't have no insurance. Everybody need at least a million dollars. At least. At least a million dollars. And if you demand, you need at least two or three million. Now somebody may feel like I shouldn't be saying all this, but this is needed, this needs to be said. We have to be taught. And guess what? If, if you don't have adequate insurance, it just puts, put, puts the family further and further behind. And such was the case with this man. He loved God. He served God. But he died. And when he died, he left the family in debt. And they were not able to pay. Somebody can identify with that not being able to pay, the, you know, make debts. And can't hardly pay it. That's what she was. Now, number one, her, her first problem was that her husband died on her. Problem number two, he left them in debt. They had a mountain of debt that they could not pay. And the creditors were cut. Well, I don't know if they had a phone back then. I don't know how they exactly how they communicated, but let me use my imagination. The creditors were calling her. Saying, Mrs., you need, to, you need to make a payment. We need you to make a payment. And she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pay. I'm going to pay whenever I can, whenever I can. And then she got to a point where they called and she looked at the ID, but don't answer that. Somebody, anybody know anything about that? 
Don't answer that. And y'all know how it is. If you ever been behind or if you ever had a debt and you owed that debt, they become, they'll start off kind of light with you. And, and, and then they intensify the pressure. You don't make a payment by such and such, this will be turned over to collections. Hmm. And they, and, and they got more and more aggressive in trying to get out of her what she didn't have. Trying to get money out of her that she didn't have. She, she just didn't have it. Watch this. It was not that she was evil and didn't want to pay. Now, now some folks will get your stuff. No, they ain't going to pay. Come on, come on, let's just keep it real. Some folk will borrow money from you. They know they, they ain't going to give it back. They already know they ain't going to give it back. Some of them sound so honest. I promise you, I promise you. What, what, what is it? What, I'm going to give it back on the, on the, on, on the second. What, when is the second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be Wednesday. I'll be here. No good and well. They lying through their teeth. And the Bible said a wicked person will borrow, watch this, with no intention of paying you back. It was not that this woman was wicked. She would have paid the debt if she had the money to pay it. It was not that she was wicked and just was trying to avoid paying the debt. She didn't have it. She just didn't have it. And, 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 and here she is. Her husband is dead. They have a mountain of debt. The creditors, watch this, the creditors are pursuing her, trying to get her to pay the debt. When she says, I can't do it, they say, well, I tell you how this is going to go down. If you don't come up, with our money, your sons, we're going to take them and we're going to make them into slaves that they will work off the debt that you owe. Anybody know anything about slavery? You know how it was back in slavery days. Come on, come on now. Talk back to me if you can. Back in slavery time, now watch this. Watch it. It was so subjective. As to whether or not they earned their freedom. And it was based on the master of the slave. Y'all, you almost made it. You fell a little short. So you got to work a little longer. Anybody know anything about that? And they would always, let me tell you something, the master would always take advantage of the slave. Here this mother is. Here this widow woman is. She, she, she has a major disaster going on in her life. Her husband has died. They have a mountain of debt. The creditors are pursuing her aggressively. And now they are threatening to take 
her two sons and turned them into slaves. And any good mother, come on somebody, ain't, ain't, ain't talking about somebody that, that, that just having children. Come on somebody, I'm talking about a mama. Amen, any good mother, any good mother, amen, has a love for her children. Amen. She doesn't want them to have to go through anything hurtful. As a matter of fact, any good parent, not just mother, even daddy. Amen. Any good parent that loves the child, if that child has to go through certain things, there will come a day you wish you could trade places with them. Am I preaching to anybody that understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Because you don't want to see your child suffer. You don't want to see your child have to go through all of the agony and all of the pain and you would be willing to trade places with them. But they didn't want her. They wanted the sons. And my brothers and my sisters, this woman, I could imagine, she was a God-fearing woman. She loved God. She served God. I can imagine this woman began to call out and cry out to God. And she went to the man of God, Elisha. Elisha said unto her, the Bible said when she cried out to him, she reminded him, uh, your servant, my husband is dead. You know that he, he feared God, and he loved God, and, and, and now the creditors have come. They're threatening to take my two sons and turn them into slaves. Let me tell you something. I don't care what the devil is threatening to do. Somebody need to grasp this today. Come on. How many know sometimes the devil tries to make you live under his threat? Come on, somebody, but you need to serve him notice and say, devil, I don't care what you threaten to do. You may have some power, but my God, the God that I serve, he has all power. Look at somebody and tell them, don't worry about Satan's threat. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about Satan's threat. You may have a sickness in your body and, they, and he may be threatening that. You know, I'm going to take you out of here. Stop listening to the devil. She heard what they said. But watch this. Evidently, she was expecting God to somehow, some way, work a miracle in her situation. She heard what the creditors were saying. We're going to take your boys. But guess what? Amen. Based on what I see in the text, she believed that God was going to work things out. How many know sometimes no matter what the devil is saying, no matter what you're faced with, no matter what you're going through, you got to have faith in God and keep on believing that somehow, some way, the Lord is going to turn my situation around. Am I preaching to anybody that believes that God has power to turn your situation around? I don't care how it looks. She heard what the creditor said, but watch this. It's evident to me that she believed that God could and that he would work things out for her. How do I know? Because she went to the man of God. She didn't go to Mrs. West. What's one of them hands on the side of the road down here? 
She didn't go to Miss Linda. She didn't call the psychic hotline trying to find an answer to her problem, but she called on the man of God. And how many know a real man of God can make the world of a difference in your life? I know some folks want to down the preachers and, and all that stuff, but how many know that a real man of God can make a difference in your life? She didn't call no psychic hotline. She didn't call, she didn't call Mrs. West, Mrs. Linda, Miss Jackson. She didn't call, she, she didn't call these different folks, but she went to the man of God. And watch this. Evidently, she was believing God. Now watch this. She knew Elisha was not God, but watch this. She knew he worked for him. Ooh, somebody gonna get that in a minute. Come on here, somebody. And how many know that if you work for him, that means you have access. She knew he was not God, but she knew Elisha worked for God. And she knew that if anybody could get a prayer through, if anybody, amen, could petition God and God hears his cry, it would be Elisha. So she went to him, told him what her problem was. Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Notice here now, God's hand is on his life. Now we know ultimately God is the one who does everything. But I want you to understand that it's pointing to something here. Because he's saying, what shall I do for thee? And see, some, sometimes we need to be reminded. See, sometimes we're waiting on God to do everything. But guess what? How many know that as believers, we walk in the authority of God? See, a lot of folks saying they hadn't grasped that yet. Come on here. Amen. The Bible said that we have the power to speak those things that are not as though they were. We have that power that God has given The Bible said death and life is where? It's in the power of our tongue. That means that we have the power to speak life. We have the power to speak death. It's all in how we choose to speak. See, we have, we walk in that authority that God has given us. Watch this. In or through the name of Jesus. When Jesus sent those disciples out, he let them know, he said, in my, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. He didn't say in my name uh, they, uh, they shall cast out devils just through me doing it, but he said they would do it through me. So through Jesus, we have the power 
through his name to decree and to declare things. And God will honor it. Let me give you something else. What the scripture said. Jesus himself said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, he said, you can ask whatever you will in my name and it shall be done. See, some of us don't even know the, 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 the measure or level of divine authority and power that we walk in simply because we are children of God. Some folks, time they catch a little headache, they reach for the pill bottle. When are you ever going to lay hands on yourself and just put to work the power that God has already put in you? Come on here, somebody. If you're a believer, the Lord said, if, if, if this son shall follow the believer. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. He said, they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. He said, they shall speak with new tongues. It's in the Bible. It's in the book. Elisha says unto her, what is it that you want me to do for you? She knew he was not God, but she knew he worked for him. She knew that he had a relationship with God. She knew that he walked in the divine power and the authority of God. Watch this. He said, tell me. She didn't even tell him. She didn't even tell him. Evidently, he discerned. How many know when you work for the Lord and when you're close to him, He'll let you discern stuff. And to discern means that, watch this, you didn't really know it in and of yourself, but God will put a check in your spirit about some stuff. Anybody, am, I, am I talking to anybody that understand what I'm talking about? The spirit of discernment, God will give it to you. He discerned that she was in need and he, even before she responded to his question, he said, tell me, uh, what do you have in your house? She said, thine handmaid had nothing but uh, a pot of oil in the house. Then he said unto her, go and borrow some vessels, some containers. Go abroad all around to all of your neighbors and borrow from them even empty vessels. And he let her know, don't borrow a few. Y'all see that in verse 3? He said, don't borrow a few. He said, you need to get a whole lot because what God is getting ready to do for you. <laughs> it's a blessing where you're going to need more than a few containers. Is there anybody in here that believe that God is able to do beyond what you need him to do? See, that's what he was letting her know. God is not just going to bless you enough just to pay your debt, but God is going to bless you beyond what you need to pay the debt. 
Anybody believe God got that kind of power to do beyond what you need him to do? The Bible said that he's able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we could even think or ask of him according to the power of God working on the inside of us. He said, don't borrow a few. He said, in other words, I know you just want to get, to get, get, get the debt paid. But he said in so many words, but God is wanting to do so much more. Uh, how many know sometimes we think small? We think small. Come on, somebody. But God said, while you're thinking small, I want to do greater. Sometimes we think too small. How many believe that? Look at somebody and tell them, don't think so small. Don't, don't, don't think so small. You thinking small... And God is thinking big. Have I got a witness? You thinking a little and God is thinking a lot. So he let her know, don't go out there and borrow a few vessels. Because what God is getting ready to do and what God wants to do for you, you're going to need a whole lot of empty vessels. Because God is getting ready to bless your life in a such, such a miraculous and magnificent and majestic way. He says you make sure you get as many vessels as you can. In other words, watch this. He was telling her, get ready for what God is about to do. And God told me to tell you this morning, get ready for what he's about to do. See, some of us are wanting God to do some stuff that we ain't even ready for. Get ready for what God is about to do. Get ready for what God wants to do. We want a miracle. We want a blessing. But the question is, are you ready to receive what God has? Some folk want the husband ain't even learned how to cook yet. Uh-oh, I forgot there's more women in here. Oh, Jesus, Lord have mercy. It's okay. The Lord told me to say it. Wanting a wife ain't even got a job yet. Want to be a leader but ain't learned how to follow. We have to, we have to prepare for what God wants to do for us. Have I got a witness? I said we have to prepare for where God wants to take us and for what he wants to do for us. As a matter of fact, the children of Israel were told by their leader, sanctify yourselves. For on tomorrow the Lord shall do great and mighty things amongst us. But they had to be prepared. They had to be ready. Just like this woman, she had to be, watch this. God wanted to give her a miracle, but watch this. There was something required of her. How many know anytime God wants to do something in our lives, there's always, always going to be something required of us. 
You tell me, Lord, Lord, bless me. You can pray all you want. Lord, bless me. Get, Lord, bless me to get this degree. God, I want to get my bachelor's. God, I want to get my master's. Guess what? God will bless your efforts. But God ain't going to come down from heaven and write no diploma and put it in your hand. You got to study the book. You got to take, take the required courses. But as you put forth the effort and as you pray and consult God, he'll bless your efforts. Folks used to trip me out sometimes in college, in class sometimes. They ain't studied, and here they are right before the test is passed out there. They'll go praying at their desk. Oh, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord bless us. Lord bless us. Well, if you ain't read that book, you finna flunk that test. You got to study the book. And then if you don't study it, God will bring back to your remembrance that which you have studied. God ain't going to do it all. How many know that's something required of us? That's something required of me. That's something required of you. Anytime God is getting ready to work a miracle or take us to a high, take us to the next level or the next dimension, there's always something required of us. Want to get married? There's something required. God will bless you with a husband. He'll bless you with a wife. But how many know with that comes requirements? You can't be coming in at no 2 o'clock in the morning no more. Can you handle that? You can't just walk out and go when you get ready and nobody know where you're at. Can you handle that? You might have to text her while you, wherever you at. Can you handle that? How many know with every blessing there's a requirement? That's all I'm trying to say. With every blessing, there is a requirement that we must have. We must meet. We have to meet it. And this woman, she had to, let me let you go. She had to meet the requirement of what the prophet told her. said, go and get these vessels. Go to your neighbors, all of your neighbors, and get vessels from them. Get many and as many as you can. Don't get a few because God is about to do a wonderful work in your life. In other words, he said unto her in so many words, God is going to take you from worrying to rejoicing. God is going to take you from the bottom and put you on the top. God is going to take you from the rear <laughs> and put you at the front of the line. God is going to make you the lender and not the borrower. God is going to cause you to be above and you will no longer be beneath. Get ready for what he's about to do. That's all he was saying. 
God is, God is going to do it. He's going to do it. And watch this. He said, don't buy refuse. Let me go ahead here and move on. He said, when thou art come in, he said, after you have gathered all those vessels, when you come in, he said, you shall shut the door upon you and upon your sons. And you shall pour out in all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. And watch what he said in verse 4. He said, when you come in from gathering the vessels, I want you to shut the door upon you and your sons. I want you to understand that there are some blessings you can't get, I can't get until we're willing to shut the door. Uh, sometimes you got to be willing to shut the door on relationships, amen, that you don't need to be involved with. Come on. Sometimes you need to be willing to shut the door on some friendships. You may have been friends for 25 years, but if they're not trying to go, amen, closer to the Lord, you t it's time to shut the door on them. Oh yeah, that man, that man, you may love his physique, you may love his look, he may have, he may be the complexion that you always wanted, amen, but he, if, he, if he's not going Jesus' way, look at somebody and say, shut the door. <laughs> Uh, the same applies to that woman. Come on, somebody. You got to be willing to shut the door, amen, on ungodly connections, amen. Some of us, the only thing that's hindering us from getting into where God wants us to be is that we're not willing to shut the door. Shut the door. He said, don't leave the door open. Hmm. And how many know sometimes, many times, that's how God works. He works in secrecy. When you shut the door, he works in secrecy and then he reveals it openly. My brothers and sisters, sometimes until we shut the door, amen, we won't be able to enter into that which God has for us. A lot of folks are not willing to shut the door. We ought to be willing to shut the door. Watch this. How many of us, when we go home today, when we walk in the door, going to leave the door wide open, unlocked everything? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. You going to leave your door open, unlocked and everything? Anybody? As a matter of fact, most of us, the first thing we do after we get in is shut the door, and some of us got about three or four locks on it. <laughs> Talk back to me if you can. Amen. But how many know, do you know why you shut the door? Because, amen, it, it, it provides a level of safety and security when you shut the door. Now, back in the day, now, if it had been 50 years ago, you probably could walk in there and they sleep with your door open all night with your windows up, let the wind blow through because you didn't have no air conditioning and all that. Come on, somebody. But how many know you got to shut the door? Got to shut the door. He said, I want you to shut the door on you and your sons, and I want you to take that little oil that you have, and I want you to pour out into all those vessels. Now, this is where the Lord comes in. The Lord told Elisha what to tell her to do. But now watch this. After the prophet Elisha gave her the instructions on what to do, she followed through with the instructions. And then as a result of her obedience, God got in it. Look at somebody and tell them God got in the oil. 
God got in the oil and, 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 and what was once a little became much when the Lord got in it. Anybody know anything about the Lord getting in something? anything the Lord gets in it is blessed and I can see that woman when she poured the oil I can imagine her boys were standing there looking probably thinking in their mind why is mama just going to pour the oil out of this container just over into the other container that's all the oil we have but guess what as she poured the oil kept on flowing uh, somebody ought to, ought, ought to rejoice as she held the container over the oil just kept on flowing it kept on flowing she went from container to container to container to container to container somebody gonna get it after a while to container to container to container she kept on pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out until they all were filled and I want to tell somebody that may not have much in your life, God don't need much to work with. How many know all he need is your obedience and a little bit of whatever you have? How many know God can take what you have and he can stretch it and he can cause it to be much? Don't you remember? He took two small fish five barley loaves of bread 5,000 men, women and children standing there ready to get something to eat and the Lord took it and he blessed it held it up and he blessed it and he told them to divide them in fifties and hundreds of, in companies of fifties and hundreds and the Bible said that as they served them I can imagine every time somebody got a piece of bread another one appeared Every time somebody reached in and got a fish, another one appeared. I want you to understand, they were not great big fish. They were more like sardines. And the loaves of bread were not loaves as we know them today. They were more like biscuits. In other words, they ate fish sandwiches. Fish sandwich after fish sandwich until they all were filled and had 12 baskets left over. As I leave you today in the hand of God, I want to tell you that, that God is able to take a little and he's able to cause it to become much. And the, amen, the main moral to the story is that she had to obey what the Lord told Elijah to tell her to do. And how many know that if we walk in obedience to the word and the will of God, the Lord will bless us. Oh, yes, he will. The Lord will prosper us. Yes, he will. The Lord will do the miraculous in our situations. Have I got a witness? Yes, the Bible said that this woman, she kept on pouring out until all of the borrowed vessels were filled. Have I got a witness? And the Bible said that it came to pass that when the vessels were all filled, yeah. yeah, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Yes, Lord. And the boy responded, Mama, we don't have any more empty vessels yeah. because they all have been filled with oil. Have I got a witness? Yeah, and the Bible said that after 
they had been filled that the oil stayed that mean that it stopped running yeah and the bible declared that the woman came and told elisha yeah, saying i've done what you told me to do and every vessel i borrowed is now filled with oil have i got a witness and then the man of god told the widow woman he said go and sell the oil and pay your debt and take the remaining money that's left and live out of it you and your children have I got a witness is it anybody here that know God is a miracle worker can you say yeah? God is a miracle worker and if you trust him and don't doubt him is it anybody here know that he will make a way for you have I got a witness I heard David said I have been young but now I'm old and I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread if you don't mind tell somebody God is a way maker anybody know he is he is right now able to turn your situation have I got a witness the Lord is our refuge God is our strength God is a very present help in the time of our troubles and have I got a witness somebody shout in I could see See that woman when she took the oil to the store she said well I have some oil for sale have I got a witness can't you imagine she bought that little oil she had from one store and out of that little oil the Lord caused her to have a whole lot and she take the oil back to the same store that she bought hers from and sold it back to him have I got a witness have I got a witness she had so much until she was able to pay the debt I could see that woman call the creditors and said y'all come get your money you've been worrying me half to death come get your money you've been threatening to take my boys come get Get your money. Have I got a witness? Somebody shout in. Shout in. Shout in. I could see the creditors. They thought they would have a chance to take her boys. But God stepped in and he made a way. Is it anybody here can say about that in your life? So many times the Lord made a way. Is it anybody here? No, he's a way maker. Can you shout the air? Is it anybody here? No, he will supply your needs. Shout the air. 
shout yeah I could hear saying y'all come get your money and don't call my house no more I don't owe you a dime because the Lord done set me free is it anybody here no God is able shout yes shout yes he's able yes he I could see that woman sitting down counting the money the creditors were looking at her with amazement looking at her with all that money I could see her count the money count it up count the money count it out count the money 100 200 300 400 a thousand two thousand five thousand seven thousand ten thousand somebody help me eleven thousand fifteen thousand thirty thousand she kept on counting have I got a witness anybody know God he got all power the Bible said the earth is the laws and the fullness thereof she counted out everything she owed them and she told them leave my house and don't come back and she began to rejoice and I can imagine the boy said mama let's count and see how much money is left over have I got a witness and she counted she counted she counted she counted money kept on just counted out and I can imagine after she counted so far she told her boys Elisha told me that I'd have enough left over for me and y'all to live out of have I got a witness somebody say yeah I could see that woman said wait a minute this is about 200,000 300,000 400,000 have I got a witness I can imagine she said well I may not live a long time so after I die y'all have this left over have I got a witness somebody shout in is it anybody here know that not only will God look out for you but he'll look out for your children have I got a witness somebody say in shout yes God is God is a way maker he made a way he'll make a way he'll make a way I gotta leave you in God's hand but he'll make a way for you whatever situation you find yourself in just know that God is able to make a way for you anybody believe it anybody receive it yes, Lord. he's a way making God that woman was determined I'm not going to quit I'm not going to give up but she believed God that's why she went to Elisha she didn't go to Elisha as though he was God 
but she went to him because he worked for God. He loved God. He was a man of God. And God put a word of wisdom in his mouth and told her what to do. And she did it. And as a result, God miraculously blessed her life. Who else could take a little oil? And fill all of those vessels. Nobody but God. And because she obeyed him, she received a miracle. She didn't have to worry about working. Neither did her boys. Because God had made a way. And let me say this and I'm done. When God do something, he do it big. He does it big. He does it big. And whatever need you have, just like God supplied this woman's need, just know that your need is not one that God cannot meet. He's able to meet every one of your needs. He's able to do it. If you're sick, he can heal you. Down, he can lift you. Weak, he can strengthen you. You're crying, he can dry your tears. There is nothing impossible with God. The door of the Lord's house is open now. I'm going to give opportunity to someone who may desire to be saved and you want to come and give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus you can do that right now this is your time this is your opportunity to come Jesus said whosoever will let him come as they sing a portion of an invitational song will you come today God can work things out for you in your life. He can take the broken pieces and God is able to fix your life just the way it needs to be. Will you come if that be one? If you're seeking salvation or if you're seeking a church home, you can come. By letter, candidate for baptism, by Christian experience. Yes, under watch care, you can come. Ooh, I know the Lord will make a way. Yes, she will. Yes, she will.
seeking salvation or a church home will you come when I'm burning down and I don't know just what to do oh yeah I go to God in secret prayer Yes, he will. 